The Sabres stink. You're locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, you know, it was just a triggering type of day. Jody DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I, I might go on a rant on somebody tonight. I don't know who or what it could be. It could be Vinny Hinostroza. It could be Don Granado. It could be Jordan. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm, I'm kind of triggered. I, I, oh. <laughs> I was just telling you, I had a day today. So Sabres lose 6-1 to one to the Lightning. That game did not help my mood, by the way, in any means. We will play the blame game, go through all six of the Lightning goals. That'll eat up some time, a lot of the show. So we'll, we, get, we got that reserved for the, the second and third segments of the show. Um, they, they lost the Max Affinigunov score, 6-1. to one. Sabres lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning at home, a dreadful performance. But I was already triggered, Jordan, going into that game. And we were just talking about NFL head coaches before we we got rolling here. Brian Dable's the favorite you said for the for the Giants gig. He's um, tied with uh, Eric Bieniemy. Okay, and you can check out all those odds by the way at Bet Online. And I, that reminded me, like, why I think the source of me being triggered today was this afternoon. Uh, I'm at work at WGR and I'm writing an article. I think I've got this great take, this great idea. I've really had it since since before the season that Bill Belichick's going to go run the New York Giants after the season. And I recognize that it's a complete long shot, but I had this whole argument set up. It was beautiful. It was, you know, he's 70 years old. There's only been three coaches. There've been five. I looked up, this is how detailed I went. I looked up how many NFL head coaches there have ever been in history. There have been 511 coaches head coaches in National Football League history, three of the 511 have coached in their 70s. So, like, that was part one. Belichick, 70-year-old man, nobody does that. The job just is so grueling. It, we have 100 years of sample size that NFL head coaches can't be 70 years old. There's just, It's too demanding of a gig. So, like, that's a part of it. And then I'm bringing up Josh McDaniels, who who – uh, spun, uh, went, was going to be the Colts head coach and then reverse course went back to New England and there's this wink wink hush hush uh, agreement between him and the organization that he's going to be the heir apparent to Belichick and how long is he going to wait and oh Seth Wickersham's book of ESPN very detailed he's always in the the weeds on on the Patriots he wrote in his book that Belichick didn't want to leave w- until he had New England set up at quarterback for the future. He didn't want to leave them nowhere at quarterback. All right, Mac Jones. I don't love him, but he, they're not. He's not leaving them nowhere. And then part three was Joe Judge, Giants head coach Joe Judge. And I'm like, look at this guy. Very strange that they're not firing him. Ten and twenty three. They've been. He's been had run-ins with players. A guy retired before the season. I mean, he's just, he's lying to the media about players emailing him, wishing they were still giants. And I'm like, why is this guy still employed? Are we sure that's a lie? I'm, you're right. We're not sure. I'm, I feel Could like. Could you imagine, is. like, who would those people be? 
I know. <laughs> He's like, too, they're making more money in other teams, and they wish that, I, that they were still here. Like, oh, my God, the gall on that guy. So it's like, how how is he still the head coach? And then last night there's a report about, well, actually, his future is uncertain, and the owners are going to want the GM to have say in that. So in my mind, I'm like, Joe Judge, who look up Belichick Joe Judge. Just Google Belichick Joe Judge. Belichick loves Joe Judge. Judge was his special teams coordinator. Every time he talks about him, he's talking glowingly about Judge. Belichick loves the Giants. I'm like, all right, all of this points to there's a good chance. There's at least a chance, a chance. That may be a good chance, a chance. Bill Belichick's going to leave after this game, and this is the final time he's going to play the Buffalo Bills. I kid you not. It was exactly 17 minutes after I published that article that the Giants fired Joe Judge. And literally half of the work I had just done out the window. So I'm triggered from that. That's kind of the equivalent I would think of like you're a college student. You write this big, long essay, and it closes out on you, and you forgot to hit save. It's kind of the feeling I had. Yeah, yeah. I, um. So uh, most of it came from Joe Judge being the key yes. figure that would the lure Belichick in. But – do you think that they would still try Belichick or maybe they tried? He said no. And then they fired Joe Judge. And like, <laughs> they called All him. right, no need for this guy anymore. Right. Maybe. Maybe he would want Dable. Dable was once his assistant coach too. Uh, and you mentioned mm-hmm. he's the favorite for that job. So anyways, that's enough on, on Dable and, and, and the Bills and Belichick. I mean, yeah, that's well, kind of – that's why the my game – that, The game good. that we're tasked to talk about was no fun. No, you're right. So. Not – not at all. Um, and before we get into the game, I just want to point this out while we're kind of quasi in football and hockey as we're kind of sloppily making this transition here. The I just kind of wanted to go through the Sabres schedule with you. Saturday night, they're playing at 7 o'clock. Just, I mean, we're a weekday show. Sometimes we do shows on the weekends. I can guarantee you up front right now, we are not doing a show after the Sabres play the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday night. We'll talk about that game a few days after on Monday. Um, but seven o'clock, I mean, if that was a home game, they would have rescheduled it. Right. Cause there would have been nobody in the building. Yeah. I would think they would have to, I thought they would, they, can they still do it? I don't think so because Detroit, I think they did it before though. They right? would need the Red Wings permission too. They, oh, okay. and I, don't, I don't think the Red Wings, they might have a game the night before. Right. The Red Wings. Yeah, maybe. The Red Wings might be like, I don't care that your football team is playing this day. We're playing tonight. <laughs> Our football team never plays in January. Why would we care? It's like, what? <laughs> football in January? What is? What do you mean? Football in January? Football ends in early January. That's, that's... <laughs> oh, the poor Lions. Um, I, I love the Lions. I so, yeah. Yeah. So, it, kinda, it sucks. That's, that, you, that stinks. Yeah, that you have that. No one's going to watch that Sabre game. And then Monday, actually, like I know for me personally, there's a conflict. Monday, and it's Martin Luther King Day. We're still working. Most people are not. But the Sabres play at 1 o'clock on Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. That is the Monday after the Bills game. So, like, for us at WGR, we're, like, trying to decide what to do. I think I know what we're going to end up doing, but I'll let the station announce it. But it's like, what are we going to do? Because... I mean, we're kind of contractually obligated to play the Sabre game, but like the Monday after the Bills playoff game against the Patriots, that day's got to be Bills. Every Everyone's going to want that day to be Bills. I so, hope. I hope I hope it's happy times. Well, no, for us personally, listen, like it'll, it may be happy times. And so it's either going to be a celebration or 
like at least it, it won't it will you'll have a pit in your stomach while you're doing it but business will be booming if they lose to new england ads <laughs> will need the roll. oh right? yeah <laughs> the people are going to be lining up to tell you what they need to fix the top new england next yeah year. it couldn't just it can't just be just like maybe they had a bad day or anything like that no, it no, can't no. just be that it can't just that. be a simple solution the simple solution is never the right one yeah so, anyways, uh, Sabers lose six to one. Anything we liked from this game was it all negative? We're gonna play the blame game, so we'll we'll get to all the negative. But anything you liked from this game? Cousins had a good move that he didn't score on. <laughs> he did. He almost did it. <laughs> uh, Jack Quinn, did you like? Dalene had a couple of great passes. I think yeah. the lob, the lob took the cake for me. That was yeah. that was awesome. What was that? The Sabres had three breakaways in the first period and couldn't yeah. execute on any of them? Andre Vasilevsky's good. He's great. <laughs> yeah. The, the lob pass by Darlene was was spectacular though. There were uh, some good there were some flashes, but overall they got they just got soundly beat by the Stanley yeah. Cup the champs. So and first place in the NHL. Uh they were outshot actually not well, what was it? Thirty six to eighteen. Thirty six to eighteen. So they doubled you yeah. up in shots. Uh, Corsi four percentage, Lightning sixty five percent to the Sabers thirty five percent expected goals for. I mean, you are way two point two for Tampa to point five for the Sabers. Point five is one of the lowest totals in expected goals for I think I've ever seen. Uh, so they got thoroughly dominated in the numbers. <laughs> they got thoroughly dominated on the ice. Um, yeah, I didn't love much of this game. I even you know I was looking at Jack Quinn very closely every time he was on the ice and. I guess I didn't hate his game, but there were a couple of times where like, all right, you were drafted eighth overall, and this is not an indictment of what he's going to be as a player. It's his first NHL game. Of course, I'm not blasting him uh, for what he's going to be for long term, but he was drafted eighth overall in part because he's a 50 goal scorer in junior. He's got this amazing shot that like he's a finisher. He's a goal scorer. He's doing it in Rochester. And there was this, there was a couple times, especially there was one on the power play where he got a perfect one-timer in the high slot and he kind of hit it with a skate and then he put it up to his stick and he kind of flubbed it. And I'm like, oh my God, you're falling over yourself on your best opportunity of the game. You're supposed to be a goal scorer. So even like the guy, the kid that was supposed to be the excitement of this game, like I didn't even really see do much. Yeah. Um, I think it was pretty clear. Like we're missing a lot of key people. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I think like when you're asking a guy playing his first NHL game and a second year player to be the kind of your offensive force, yeah. like it's just, it's just too much to ask of them. And I think Quinn, like the first game I always kind of throw away. I imagine the coaches, especially in hockey, they probably just like, I think they do the opposite of football, or at least this is what I would do is like football, they always say like they have like a leash on the rookie players. They're like, oh, don't make mistakes, you know, keep it clean. Kind of the the McCorkle Jones uh, style <laughs> is like just just keep the game clean. Don't don't mess us up. Just uh, keep it and throw it into our receiver's hands and if not, throw it away. Yeah. But in hockey, I want like I, I imagine the coaches, what I would say is go play your game and we'll fix stuff after. Like just go do what you want to do. It's your day. Enjoy it and try your best and see what happens. And then like after that, they'll look at the film and they'll see what they can work on and stuff like that. And like, I imagine most times the kids are like, 
wow, this is like way faster. This is way tougher. Um, mm-hmm. I just think I just think it's it's something that I'm not gonna get to get to like nitty gritty with uh, Jack Quinn's performance. Sure. Um, especially, I mean, it's just it's just a lot to ask, and it's especially on a team where there's just not much going to happen. Like, there's not a guy that's just gonna feed you perfect passes over and over again on this team. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's all fair. Um, and he did lead the team in shots tonight with uh, with three. Um, three led the team in shots tonight. Uh, nobody right. else. Did anybody else even have two? Darlene had two. Colin Miller had two. Um, two defensemen. Right. <laughs> two defensemen, right. We yeah. He played 16 minutes, by the way, in this game. So he got a good shot there in the, uh, in the top six. Power play time as well. And we will take a timeout here. When we come back, we'll play the blame game. We'll go through this, the lightning goals, and we will – crucify whoever was at fault. We'll assign blame to each of these goals. Vinny Hinostroza, by the way, good for him, gets on the board for his seventh goal of the season. That was the one goal that the Sabres scored tonight late, um, and that was assisted by Will Butcher and Colin Miller. So those were the Sabres that got on the score sheet tonight. Uh, we will tell you about Bet Online before we play the blame game. We'd like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started. Bet Online where the game starts. The over cashed in this game with seven. The Lightning did that themselves. My bet of the night cashed. Uh, I didn't actually bet it myself. I need to start uh, taking action on these. I had the lightning on the puck line minus one and a half at plus 100, even money. And they, I mean, they were smoked. They smoked that you knew you had it by the end of the first period uh, on, on the puck line there. Uh, so yeah, be sure to head over to bet online where you can look at all the lines for the games. And we also want to tell you about primal origin oils, got beard, get primal. You heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you were someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy that has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and will low with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the U.S. of A. The combo kits make a great holiday gift. If you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember, the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. Best beard in Sabres history. Go. Lindy's oh got God. the best the best mustache. Oh man. Best beard. Best beard. Oh. I actually can't even think of anybody. I threw you maybe I threw you a, a curveball there. A, t- a tough one. That is a tough one. A slider. To think of, are there guys that have like their beard like really thick? The Sabres always had I always thought this about the Sabres. Even when we had like long playoff runs, like our beards were never we always we had like a lot oh. of baby we had a lot of baby face players. Yeah, you know what had a good beard? Chris Drury. He had a good beard. He did. Chris Drury had a good beard. All right, so we'll, we'll at locked on Sabers if you want. Uh, if you want to throw that, I'm sure there's there. there's older guys that had awesome ones that I'm just I just can't think of. 
Yeah. Oh, like back in like back like in the back day. in the day. There, I don't know, yeah. man. There were there were a lot of mustaches back then. Not as much beard. Yeah. Stash. The stash was the seventies. That's Rick Martin. Mass mustache. Lindy mustache. Gilbert Perot. Actually, Perot maybe never had anything. Um. But anyways. All right, uh, I digress on that. Let's get to the blame game. Who can we who can we criticize? Who can we throw oh, some no. blame uh, their way? Let's kick things off um, with. Hold on, who I'm trying to get this to work here. Here we go. Uh, number one is the first goal. The second, we'll go to the second goal of sure the game. Luck. We can't do every goal here because too many. Um, so we've got the pass through the neutral zone. Mikhail Sergachev comes in and. Then you've got the quick pass to Anthony Sorelli in the slot for the goal. So uh, we'll kick it back at the beginning, but on first glance, or uh, the game live, but on second glance, I mean, I don't love what Yoki Haru does going down, I guess. He's not really blocking any pass lane. Cousins is the guy at the beginning of the play, though. He's just kind of flat-footed, and the puck goes through his feet. Yeah. It just seems like it was a quick transition for uh, Tampa there and the forwards. I mean, I don't hate Gergensen's pinch there. I mean, he's trying to stop that guy. Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell 29 or 28. Yeah. Um, I think this yeah, is Cousins. Cousins is puck watching. You got you got to know where your yeah, man is. I agree. Yeah, he's he's right. flat-footed. And the defense, Yogi Haru. Quinn yeah, gets back. Quinn, Quinn actually did a good job there. Quinn's covering the pass to Stamkos. I guess yeah. Yoki Haru, I would want to give like 10, 10% of the blame here. Um, I think he's Quinn, not... you might you might say like most dangerous threat is uh, Sorelli. And make, yeah, make him feather that pass over to Stamkos. Right. All right. So what do you want to do here? 5% Quinn, 10%. Yeah, Yoki real Haru. tiny amount on Quinn. All right. Quinn and also then... might not have seen Sorelli behind him. No, so, yeah, he's. He, even here, he's looking at Stamkos. He's going full tilt to stop a two-on-one. So I'm actually going to take zero for. Quinn. And actually, he, he that effort to get his stick in Sorelli's lane, like he almost does it. He almost yeah. hits the puck. I don't want to give any. I don't want to give any blame to Quinn. Quinn there. Yeah, Quinn does a good job. What about Lukanen? Anything on Lukanen here? I mean, you could have saved it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll go. I want to go like 80% Cousins here, though. Cousins is the yeah. centerman, too. You got to be more res- responsible. I feel like most of the goalie ones, it's like, yeah, he could have saved it. Yeah. <laughs> he he could have saved it. I think if maybe... he saved it, if he saved it, there wouldn't have been a goal and we wouldn't have to do the blame game. That's that's true. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the next one here. Bear with me here for a second. Uh, here we go. This might. This is the third goal. Okay, so we're going in order here. Um, we've got Braden Point carrying it through the neutral zone. He dumps it off to Stamkos. This is Tampa at the end of their power play, by the way. Stamkos with that pass to Kucherov, and then he just rips a wrist shot through Malcolm Subban. Uh, who is in mm. to start the beginning of the second period? I think this is the goalie, right? This is a wrist shot from the high faceoff circle. It's it's a wrist shot. I know it's Kucherov, but I think I want to stop here. I don't like the positioning of the the box. Okay, yeah. Look Jake how Cousins low they in. are. Yeah, they're not covering anybody, <laughs> and they're all in the same like they're all like in a bunch. 
Actually, in fact, yeah, look at Darlene. So Darlene, if anything, if you're not going to be covering Kucherov, look at this guy down in the on back door. That pass could have gone there yeah. too. We got the and you got these two guys literally covering one guy. Yeah. In the corner, who's like the least dangerous person on the ice. Yeah. So, so you want to go? I want to just do penalty kill. Yeah, all around. Everyone's gets twenty percent, including yeah. Subban gets twenty percent as well. Sure. Because come on, like I I want to stop here. A wrist shot from the top of the faceoff circle. Come on, bro. This is the National Hockey. I think the Sabers. Yeah, and I think the Sabers too have a big problem with this. Uh, like their penalty kill, I think they go they go too low. They just they back off too much. I think you need you see the best penalty kills, and it may just be because they don't have the guys yet. But the best penalty kills, I think, have a presence up at the point where they're trying to cause havoc. Yeah. And I don't think the Sabres like create enough pressure to challenge these power plays. Now I don't know I don't I don't know their ranking off the top of my head, but I can't imagine their penalty kill is amazing. I will look that up, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure on that. Um okay, let's uh who do we want next? Let's go to the fourth. This is the fifth goal. Why is this so out of order? This is not supposed to be out of order. We're, we're, we're <laughs> technology. I mean, I, I needed another thing to be triggered by. I mean, come oh, here we go. Did the uh, Lightning have snarky Jesus. tweet comments when they they posted all these goals? Uh, uh, red hot Pilat, uh making up for Doesn't lost it? time. Not really. They're, they're kind of <laughs> no. average, average snark. No. I would say. Yeah. Um, all right, the Lightning's fourth goal here. Nine forty four in the second period. We've got a kind of a what do we got here? A mini two on one. You got Corey Perry. Yes, he's on the Lightning. He's got the puck on the wall. This is Henry Yoki Haru that is again trying to block the pass. And Darlene is behind Nikita Kucherov, but only by what a stride at best. And Subban's got good positioning. All right. If I roll the tape, Yoki Haru, I think, is playing this the right. Uh, I don't know. He, he at some lets, point, you got to take the man. Yeah. He lets Perry go around him. Yeah. But I think the the ultimate culprit on this one is Darlene. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. He doesn't tie up Kucherov. He's he's there. He's in the space, but his eyes aren't up. Where are his eyes on this play? So his eyes are on Perry, and then he turns them to look where Kucherov is as the puck goes across. So he's blind here. He doesn't know where this puck is coming from. And he's decide his eyes are almost straight forward, not at Kucherov or the puck. So I'm ready to give I'm ready to give ninety percent of this blame here to to Darlene. Yeah, I'm good with that. He's like those uh, the cornerbacks where they don't turn around for the ball. And yeah, he's, that's right. <laughs> like he's just yeah, swiping I... or just like reaching his hands out. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's just a uh, sloppy defense there. That's I mean that's your, your that's your top pair. Like, I need better than that. Yoki Haru cannot be letting Corey Perry go around him like that. And Rasmus Dahlin cannot be letting that pass get across to, to Nikita Kucherov. And so none of it on Subban. That's all uh, to me on mm-hmm. on, uh, on those two. All right. Um, that's the fourth goal. Now let's see if I can do this a little bit smoother uh, this time. The fifth goal by the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this is at 5.58 to go in the second period. And we only have uh, a little bit of play here because it was kind of 
just a board battle that pops up in the air randomly. It finds Stamkos, who puts it back down the wall. To Sorelli, he goes behind the net to Kalorn. Kalorn into the high slot, and Stamkos rips the wrist shot home for his 17th goal of the season that leads the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's a lot going wrong here. Where, where do you want to start? I mean, once again, they're like they're breaking out of the zone before they have it. Like it's just uh, that's that's one of the first things I notice. Um, leaving letting Stamkos like crash the crash the lane like that is bad too. I mean, look at um, let's freeze frame it right here. This is a bad look. I've got Steven Stamkos in the slot, and I've got five. I've one guy reaching up, and I've got four guys all watching him, like a, like in the same like they're all in a line. No, I know that they're too low. They're too low. Like they yeah. just they they back off. They back off. They back off, and you're just letting these guys tee off on your goalie. Um, it's not not good. Um, lot most of these like the goalie. I can't blame. Like they're <laughs> what what is he supposed to do? Yeah, uh, could save it, but he could save it. <laughs> he could save I, it. I think. The only player I might want to absolve here a little bit is Darlene because Darlene, after the pass gets through him from Sorelli, his job here is to take Sorelli out of the play. And I mean, he does it. It's kind of accidental. <laughs> I guess. Tripping. He, he kind of just, he kind of just, yeah, he takes his feet out from under him. Um, but that's the reason he's so low. You know who my problem is here? I, I think ah, I want to say it's Asplund, but Asplund, I think actually when he when he sees Kalorn with the puck here, I think his job is really to come down. So who do I, I think the only guy that can really save this goal? I need Olafson to recognize that pass sooner. Right? Yeah, I think that's the only guy that can save it. Everybody yeah. else is just in bad position. I think yeah, they're, they're all in bad position. That's for sure. I don't think anybody's yeah. in good position here. Skinner, I guess, is 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 working his way down with Bogosian. To, to cover yeah. him, um, not with a ton, not with not with not with a ton of energy. I would. Say. <laughs> yeah, well, right, and even after, like when Bogosian peels away, Skinner just kind of stays and stares yeah. there. So yeah, I I want. I, let, what do we do here? Twenty. That's a bad. That's a bad shift. Just all around. Twenty twenty five percent to all the skaters. I want zero for the goalie. Yeah, how's that sound? That's good. Okay. All right. Um, we've got two more to run through real quick here, and then we will uh, we'll log off log off for the night and this dr- this brutal game that we all just watched. wash your hands of this one, Sabres fans. Yes, this is the this is the burn the tape game, the burn the tape game yeah. for sure. Uh, the six to one goal, the Sabres had just scored with he Stroza, six minutes to go in the third period. All right, all the tape. Uh, we don't have much to start with. Here we go, Kucherov on the wall, Bryce. Swipes at, peels away after Kucherov gets by him. Pass goes to Hedman at the point. Little drop back pass to Kucherov, and he rips a one timer home from you know not quite the point, maybe in between the faceoff circle and the point. I would say right below, right below that uh, that ad that you see in front of the blue line. Um, all right, where do we start here? The drop back pass. Why is he so open? Whose responsibility is that? Cousins. Yeah, the wings. The wings are supposed to be covering those. Well, let's see. Who's accounted for here? Tampa's only got two guys down. Oh, the drop back to Kucherov. You're saying the, the one-timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cousins. See, Cousins, is, the, Cousins is so far back. Yeah, I don't really know where Cousins is going. Cousins is sliding down. There's nobody there. 
maybe this his... might have been a seeing ghosts situation because he remembered maybe the Stamkos wow. goal. Like that is a lo- that is something to throw on cousin. That's the same not on cousins criticism. necessarily, but like the Sabers are probably like they're probably being told like cover the <laughs> slot more, and now he's covering the slot, and then I... Kucherov's like, oh, I can score from here too. I don't know. I want to hear you say Dylan Cousins was seeing no, ghosts out there. No, he's not seeing ghosts. And the then workhorse I'm use, is fine. Because all I want is your quote right below a meme of of Sam Darnold from when he was seeing ghosts, but it's Cousins' head on him and said. I do not want um, that meme. I don't want that meme. <laughs> uh, I think, it. you know what? It's kind of an unnet. Cousins' net instinct here is there's usually three players at or below the faceoff circle. Tampa doesn't have that here. In fact, they only have four players in the zone because one of them has gone off for a change, yeah. which is another embarrassing part of this. He's going um, to the most dangerous area. He's going to the right. area where goals get scored, which well, I can understand. Cousins' instinct is there's a there's a guy on the other faceoff circle, right o- right over here, right over here. There's a guy supposed to be here, and and if you're listening, like most of our listeners are, it, this, I'm talking about the opposite faceoff circle, but there's nobody there. There's no awareness that there's nobody there. Cousins' awareness here needs to be the only way, place this pass can go is the wide open man at the high slot or like near to to the to the blue line, and that's where he needs to be. Instead, he ends up trapped in no man's land. I think everybody else does their job. Bryson does his job. Bryson, if I go back to the beginning, Bryson challenges Kucherov, and then okay, he goes above the faceoff circle. I got to work my way back down low to cover the man in front of the net. Bryson even turns away from the puck to make sure that he has his man. That is something not enough defensemen do in the NHL. They get caught staring at the puck. Bryson turns and looks at 17 Kaloran in front to get good positioning. So I'm okay with him. Pesic is working down low to watch. So I think he's fine. Brett Murray's covering Hedman. I guess I don't know what this idiot's doing over here. <laughs> that's who I was going to. That's I wanted him to get pointed out. Because he didn't do anything. Who is this? Victor Olofsson? I guess. What is he going to do here? But he's kind of just no, but he's the place floating. Didn't the play start on his side? Um, The play did start on his side, yeah. He didn't do a thing. He, he kind of got picked. This is a pick play. Who is this for? You know what? Let's look at Tampa here running a design pick play. 44? Yeah, it's a, it's a pick play. Ooh, that's that's designed. But, I think that's on purpose. Yeah, but I, then but like after that. you get after you get picked, you don't have to just stand there. It's not like tag. Yeah, that's a pretty weak effort by Olafson. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know what he, I don't think he's going to be able to do anything to work his way back to the puck. But no. I will admit that that's a pretty bad effort. Um, I don't know what. I also could say if, I I could say this one could have been saved. Okay, do you want to go a third with each? Cousins, Olafson, and Subban? Yeah. This right. one, in all three. seriousness, could have been saved. Right. You would expect your goalie, I think, to save that one. Yeah, that's two That's two. I want my goalie to save. Both by Kucherov. Yeah. Both of the Kucherov goals I want to save. Good, good player. Good player. Um, tough tough right. shot to, to stop. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the first goal. We skipped over it because I could not find it in my uh, in my log here uh, of the uh, the clips that we that we kind of run through uh, and do film on or the blame game on. So here's the the first goal of the game. Two minutes in, just two minutes fifty seconds in. Uh, Hedman enters the zone. I got two Sabers that meet him. Palat catches the puck out of midair and he puts it by Lukanen, who was in for the first period. Um, Hedman entering the zone. Let's see. Asplund. I guess I have 
I would like a little bit more of a challenge from meet Hedman on the wall, maybe even throw a hit on this play. Uh, Bryson, where's Bryson coming from? Bryson is just, is coming off the bench and he's booking it. I don't know if there's much more he can do to get in position there other than he could flat out lay out and dive, I guess. So maybe I want that. Can you criticize Miller Miller for this? Like he's in no man's land. It's kind of a bad angle that he takes. Yeah. Right. And Asplund seems to have had been covered. Yeah, he does. Even though he doesn't take him out, he hasn't covered. <clears throat> yeah. It's really, it's, it's a spectacular play by Pilat to catch it out of midair like that, mm-hmm. to catch it out of midair into a spot where you can shoot it that quickly. Like that was impressive. Um, so I would want to go. <sighs> Could have been saved. <laughs> that's the title for today's podcast could have been saved could have been saved um yeah i'm good 25 percent lucan in 25 50 percent uh, miller i think miller's the, the miller player. i think is the top blame here too and then and give some want? i wanted to give like 20 percent uh palat for being good yeah let's give palat <laughs> credit right in the blame game here i'm, I'm good yeah. with that. i like that i like that yeah all right we started today's show with uh, Brian Dable and Bill Belichick. We ended this show with Andre Pilat, a six to one. <laughs> Pilat being good. Yes, Sabers <laughs> lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I don't even. I should have this in front of me. When is their next game? Their next game is Thursday at the Nashville Predators. Oh, um, that's a weird you, interested, team. Interested in Nashville? They're a weird I team, right? I, 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 Mike Fisher. No, oh. no, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> How long has he been retired? You thought Mike Fisher was still on the Predators? <laughs> Mike Fisher will always be on the Nashville Predators. <laughs> I guess he only retired in 2018. Uh, I'm trying to think of really old. David Legwand. David Legwand's the guy there. Sullivan. Uh, Scott. Martin, Sullivan. Steve Martin. Sullivan. Steve Sullivan. That's good. Martin Erat. <laughs> that's a good one. Good yeah. yeah. Notable. Right. Uh, they traded Philip Forsberg. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That's tough. Jesus. <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here before I rant about something else for 10 minutes. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening to today's episode. Uh, We will be back tomorrow here on the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Sabres. I'm there at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan is there at JR Hanskin. Thanks for making Locked on Sabres your first listen every day. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, by the way, and go make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Talk to you tomorrow.